Welcome to the Dismantle Racism Show. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. Our goal for this show is to help uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism because we really do want to create a world where racial equity exists for everyone. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about saying yes to the mess because we know that the problem of racism is a huge mess, but it is possible to dismantle it. So before we get started in our conversation today, and before I tell you about my guest, I want to just invite us to settle in, to center ourselves, and to just take a moment to find our breath. If you'd like to, I want to invite you to just close your eyes or just simply just focus on the present and to tune into that which gives you life. Take a moment to connect with divine wisdom and your sacred intelligence, which is that divine part of you that helps you to make intelligent choices. Breathe in the knowledge that the choices that you make manifest your greatness while helping others to manifest their greatness if you tune in to divine wisdom. As you breathe in and out, remind yourself that you are loved and that you are love itself because it is this love that will help you to understand that we are all part of a shared humanity and we carry within us the power to heal and the power to change the status quo and that we can really ride on those wings of love to see how we're both alike and different and what needs to change. Breathe in and out, acknowledging the power of one contributes to the power of community. Now take a deep, deep breath in, sigh it out, and let's get started. There is power in truth and transparency. And the truth is that we have all been under a system of oppression. So we have both learning and unlearning to do because it impacts us differently. The key to growth is fully accepting and recognizing that there is room for that growth to happen, not denying the bad stuff that's happened in our past. Nurturing our expanding minds and hearts without feeling this compulsion to judge or to be right or to be perfect. If we nurture that, it will produce the best results. So today I'm going to be talking with the wonderful, wonderful Monica Rogers, who says, let's just say yes to the mess, to all of it. And we're going to really be looking at the importance and the willingness to have a messy conversation. So I want to tell you a little bit about Monica. I am just really thrilled to have her here because she is an advocate for the full actualization of women. And Monica loves to inspire women everywhere. Just say yes. Just say yes. Don't worry about trying to fix it all. But let's say yes and then see what we can do about that. But she says that the missing link is self-love. And as I said in our breathing exercise, you are loved and loved and you are loved and love itself. So I want to tell you, Monica is the host of the Revelation Project podcast. So exciting because I believe Monica has done over 200 uh, episodes of the show. I believe she might correct me on that, but I know she's done some amazing, amazing work uh, there. And she does a lot of group coaching. And again, she works with women. And she really, I love this part about her, is that she works with women through their inner reva and then or evolution from trance to transcendence, which we're going to talk about, revealing the toxic myths of social conditioning, which relates to the ways in which we see ourselves and can contribute to self-doubt. And so Monica says, when we reveal the truth of who we are, we return to our original design. And with the practice of self-love and compassion, we become aligned 
opening the portal into our divine purpose where true prosperity dwells. And so Monica's work deals a lot with the divine feminine. And we are going to be talking today about what does that have to do with racism and being able to dismantle it. So Monica Rogers, it is my delight to welcome you to the show today. Unmute yourself, please. Thank you so much, Tara Lynn. It's so great to be here. So Monica, let's just jump right into it. I first want to know, though, because I know you do a lot in in doing the podcast and coaching women around these issues, particularly, you know, issues of patriarchy and socialization and all of that. It's daunting work because Mm -hmm. there's conditioning, much like the conditioning that happens with racism. So I want to know how then do you take care of yourself and ground yourself in the process of this work that you do? So part of it is right off the bat, just saying yes to the mess. It's like affirming and giving myself permission that I don't have to have it all handled, Mm. that I can really come to a conversation, trusting that more will be revealed and knowing that if it gets messy and it gets uncomfortable, The key is to just stay, to not abandon myself and to not abandon the person that I'm trying to relate to. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, you know, that's the place where I often think of the quote from Thich Nhat Hanh, whom of course we just lost, Yes, where he talks about just that simple statement, no mud, no lotus. And I, I've thought deeply about that. Because I think, you know, if, if we don't kind of embrace some of the messy, dark shadow side of our humanity, that we're never going to kind of come into this enlightenment or this, Mm. what I call revelation, right? It's like, it's the, the revelation doesn't happen in complacency. It doesn't happen in the comfort zone. It happens by daring to get out of the comfort zone. And there's that, that gritty edge that I think also refines us if we allow it. Mm. I just want to pause on something that you said. I mean, you said a lot in that, but I love this word that you use, abandon. And you Mm. said that we don't abandon ourselves. And what you're saying based on, on, you know, the rest of of what is that if I don't take the opportunity to engage in the process that the experience that's happening in the moment, I'm actually abandoning myself because there's something greater on the other side of this messiness. Mm -hmm. But if I don't deal with it now, I'm abandoning myself and choosing to stay in the mess even longer. I mean, that's my interpretation. I don't know if, if, if that's what you're saying, but I think that that's a word to just breathe in, like mm-hmm. or even a question to say, do I want to abandon myself? Yeah. Well, and I think, I think here's, here's how I also relate it for, for as long as the patriarchy has existed, women in order to survive, we have, um, basically, um, we've abandoned ourselves. Meaning if you look at the core origin of the word trance, it means to depart. Mm -hmm. It means to leave ourselves. And what Mm -hmm. we, what we've done is we've gone up in our heads and we've intellectualized everything versus staying fully embodied. And when we give ourselves permission to stay fully embodied, that's when we also experience, especially if we haven't done it for a long time, the messy sensations of being human, but that's Mm. also what make women so powerful and make us so adept at picking up on all of the nuances that is part of the divine feminine, which we can get into a little bit later. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's very complicated too, isn't it? Right. I I appreciate the fact that you acknowledge that women have had to do this, right. You know, sometimes it's been an issue of survival 
when we say, okay, I have to abandon a piece of myself. But at the same time, there have been those women and those people of color who said, I will not abandon myself. And I think with the work that you do and the work that I do, where we're trying to take down the patriarchy and take down, um, you know, uh, racism and white supremacy really is not to not abandon ourselves is also to embrace all of humanity. And I think that that's important for people to hear that when we, when I use a term like take down the patriarchy, or take down white supremacy. Yes, we want to take it down because of the ways in which it abandons, it damages, excuse me. But we're also saying we want to embrace one another Mm. and we want to see how much more we can fly and how much more we can accomplish when we bring it all in. So when we bring in the divine feminine with the divine masculine, wow, Wow, what 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 can happen when we do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I want to ask you to just think about um and I and I know probably before you can get your full answer out, we'll have to go to break. But um yeah, as you said, uh we'll be going to break in just a minute, but I want to just have you to think for a moment. Um, and we can talk about it when we return. What was your own personal awakening as it related to racism, because you're doing this work around uncovering and not abandoning who we are as women. But how does that relate to the work of dismantling racism? So when we come back, I really would love to to hear about that, Um, you know, explore that, that just a little bit more about your own personal story. So we're going to be right back with the wonderful Monica Rogers, who is here to talk to us, like, let's get into the mess and deal with it and say yes. So we'll, re- we'll excuse me, we'll be right back with Dismantle Racism. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. back with Dismantle Racism. My guest today is Monica Rogers. Monica, before the break, I ask you to think about your own personal awakening around uh, dismantling racism. But I think really, I'd like you to go back before even your own personal awakening around racism. What was your personal awakening around the need 
to really focus on women because your work is about how we are socialized and conditioned really uh, in a particular way. And as a psychologist, I know that it's really hard to change our conditioning. So before you talk about the racism piece, talk to me about your awakening around uh, just the divine feminine and that energy in particular. Yeah, I love my favorite subject because um, I think it was around 2007, 2008 that I had, you know, what a lot of people refer to as a dark night of the soul. Um, You know, I think that there comes a time for all of us where that inner soul voice is really um, got a plan for us. And if we're not listening, you know, after the taps on the shoulders have happened, I think ultimately we have a crisis. And if you were to, you know, if we look at the origin of that word, I, I believe that it also reflects somewhere in that origin opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and, and in a lot of ways, it, it's like changing my thinking and realizing and recognizing that the world, it, instead of it being a scary and unsafe place to start to start looking through the lens of that everything is happening for me versus to me. And, and, and that's where saying yes to the mess started to become very started to really surface as a place where, where there would be some gifts, some disguised gifts. And so going through that experience, I started to really recognize that so much of my conditioning was around resisting the very things that made me who I am. And those things, like I had to look at my own internalized misogyny, right? right? I I had, and I think that that's something that is really foreign to a lot of us until we start recognizing the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it, it again, it's a revelation when you realize that you have this internalized misogyny. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, like, well, I don't even know if I like women. And here I am, right? And I'm thinking, right. Like, right. So it, it's this, it's this moment of really being able to meet yourself where you are Mm -hmm. with that love and compassion and just get curious, like, where did this come from? Why am I resisting all of these feminine parts of me that are gifts to myself and the world? Mm. So I, I started to really recognize that all of these places that women have been taught not to go, that I was taught not to go were actually my power centers, right? So if I, if, for example, my sexuality, Mm -hmm. uh, my intuition, Mm -hmm. my emotions, right? Like, don't be weak. Don't be a girl, right? Um, Don't be who you are. (laughs) Don't be who you are. Exactly. And that, and in giving myself permission to start getting curious, um, you know, and, and again, going back to this, self-love piece, I would say to start offering myself some compassion for the things that I didn't have the answers for yet. Can I ask you though, in, in the recognition of this, was it an internal experience, you know, only that says, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this, or was there a person or uh, something else that said, wake up, wake up, like that got your attention? Because I think it's so important to, to, to talk about how this awakening occurs for, because different people have different experiences, of course. Yeah. Well, and if we're lucky, it actually, you know, is is kind of related to this cycle of death and rebirth that, that again, we've been taught to avoid, but it's a natural part of our evolution as a soul, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that is how we become more and more conscious is by, you know, saying goodbye to the parts of us that no longer serve us or that were the relationships or the circumstances that no longer serve us. And even though it's the unknown, the messy unknown, trusting 
that more will be revealed as we go. And so to answer your question and to go back to what I said before, I had ignored those taps on the shoulder. I had ignored those signs from the universe because I was so disconnected from my body Mm -hmm. that like my inner GPS wasn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there came, but, but, but yet inside, I feel like there was this constant inner prayer that just started to grow, but it was almost like a negative prayer because in a, in a way it was like, I I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. think I can do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't pretend to hold this together anymore. So there was like this, this, this calling from my soul that was, that recognized that how I was behaving and who I was being was unsustainable. I love that. Cause you, cause, cause really you're saying pay attention, pay attention to your, and for me, I call it the sacred, you know, but that internal guide, that internal voice that's saying, wait a minute, wake up, wake up, wake up. And, and what I also hear you're saying is that for, for years, I ignored it because it was there tapping me. Mm-hmm. So, so then how, how do we bring this over into this awakening that you're talking about? Because what I also hear you saying is don't be afraid of the questioning and changing the system that you are, or the paradigm that you're currently living in is to, to like ask the questions, is there a different paradigm? And I love the fact that you're saying as well, there was this internalized stuff that you were feeling because there's internalized racism, which we can talk about on another show, but like, there's all of that as well that we have. There's a lot that we're fighting out here. So talk to me about this awakening then as it relates to um, racism, because, you know, you, you had this awakening about, huh, I got to pay attention to what's happening with women. But why now, why does it matter to you around issues of race and racism? So, you know, again, if I were to go back to that, that whole experience, so, and you had asked what was, what did that look like? It was the loss of my business, my marriage. Um, At the time, I think I was being sued, Um, right? Like there was, it was literally like, I, I often say that, um, the goddess Kali, you know, visited me. And for those of you that don't know who that is, she's, she's kind of the goddess of destruction, right? The great destroyer. Mm-hmm. And um, I say that I was building an empire on quicksand mm. and, and anything that was not true to who I was had to fall away. And so there was a long time that I was pretending not to know you know, that my marriage was, was falling apart, that my, that I couldn't sustain the pace of my business. Right. And as this system, this invisible system of patriarchy started to become revealed because it really, it hides in plain sight. I started to recognize that I had been in what I call the trance of unworthiness. Mm. And it's the trance that keeps so many of us Um, pretending that we have it all handled, pretending that, and and also the symptoms of it are things like perfectionism. And I am a recovering perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to um, really recognizing that culture and society was starting to really have these conversations, you know, in a much bigger way, And I started to recognize again, like, wow, here's this messy, messy place, this fertile place for, um, you know, women to have and men to have these messy conversations. I started to also see how hard that was for people. Mm -hmm. And so to go back to myself, um, you know, part of, part of it was saying yes to doing some things that might've felt really uncomfortable in my body at first. Like when you reached out and said, Hey, do you want to do my course? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that, you know, that there's an edge there. And that has, that always tells me go there. <laughs> well, I want to just say, it's so interesting that you bring up the course because that was one of the places, I mean, it was really, 
it was messy in the sense that in so many ways, right? But this was at the heightened time of where we were talking about racism in this country. We talk about it now, but but you know, some of the the heat has died down because there were so many conversations that were on Facebook and people were having just these awful, awful conversations. But I remember that class being a very dynamic class because there were women of color in that class. It was, I think that was a class of all women, if I, if I remember correctly. And we had some very like messy conversations in there. Yes, we and did. There were a lot of ouch moments in there, but you stayed with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was the appreciation of being able to say yes to the mess, because I think the similarity with what you and I do on our various platforms is that love is always the underlying force there. So whether we're having a conversation with one another or a conversation with ourselves and not staying in this place of, um, oh, wow, like particularly as it relates to racism, ugh. This is what my ancestors did, or I must be this way because I'm white. Like it's this, this guilt and this shame and all of this that comes out, but live in the discomfort. And that's what I saw you doing in the class, but I also saw you doing it beyond the class Mm. in the ways in which you were showing up with the conversations on your podcast. You know, you're like, this is a messy situation. How are we going to deal with that? And in the ways you branched out to learn more beyond the classes was really important. And so this awakening you had around it was also an opportunity for you to continue to go and not to pull back and to be courageous, I might add, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking about when you were talking about really when we want to dismantle patriarchy that Mm -hmm. takes courage to do that it takes courage to change the status quo and what you have talked about in your own experience of awakening you actually had to have courage to take a look at yourself to even know that all those things you were building you were building it on quicksand that's that's powerful. So when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, the trance of unworthiness and how it might relate to dismantling racism, what you would say about that. Uh, And then moving from that trance of unworthiness to really having a conversation about um, transcendence, what it might look like, you know, in this conversation around race and racism. So we're going to take a quick break if you could be thinking about that. And we're going to come back and have more discussion with Monica Rogers. This is the Dismantle Racism Show. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. TLC. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. 
now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We are back with the Dismantle Racism show, and my guest today is Monica Rogers. Thank you, Monica. Just just popped back on just in the nick of time. We're having a little bit of tech issues, but Monica, before the break, you know, you shared with us your own personal journey around how you began to think about uh, race and racism, and it was also related to your own awakening around um, the divine feminine. Talk to us a little bit about how do you see this trance of unworthiness fitting into dismantling racism, particularly from the perspective of uh, a white woman? Sure. Um, so yeah, the trance is, is so tricky because it's, what I always do is I look at the symptoms. So when a woman is First of all, I want to kind of go back because you had asked me a really great question in terms of how also religious trauma is related to the trance. And I think that that's important to mention here because I think that so many of us as women, um, and, and I talk specifically about white women too, it's like... Um, Overall, this kind of biblical narrative that we come by this trance honestly in such a way that like from the time we're small children, we're kind of taught the story of Adam and Eve. And if you look at references or the combination of references between his, her, uh, you know, hers, his father mother Bible that the feminine is you know like 46 times to thousands of times right and and when you are I call it kind of like death by a thousand tiny paper cuts it's not like oh it just boom one day happens it, it's it's this systematic way right that women, are kind of entranced to believe that we are some unworthy or less than because mm -hmm. of, we were born a female. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I think that that is important, like I said, for all of us. And then I think there's this extra level of perfectionism and this pretty picture kind of um, I call it the, the, the three P's I'm learning from this great teacher. We're taught to be pretty pleasing and polite. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily see that with my black sisters, you know, meaning they're like, I feel like fully embodied black women have give themselves so much more permission to be in the mess than white women do. Mm -hmm. And there's a sense of um, like I said, that full embodied, that full permission to just be like, hell no. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't, and, and I would like to see that more from my white sisters. I would like mm. to see less tolerance and I would love to see more intolerance. This is where I think intolerance is a great ally to white women because, mm. because on the other side of that unworthiness is this sense of not enough. And if women got sufficient, we really are. Mm. Right? Yes. You know, oh my goodness, Monica, you just said so much in, in, in that in that answer because going even going back from being excluded, you know, in the Bible. And I think that the difference between women of color is that we've always had to find where we fit in. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the difference. I, cause I have to tell you, sometimes I'm amazed when I hear white women talking sometimes about um, a lack of self-confidence or unworthiness. And I'm thinking you've been put up on a pedestal all your life, but 
there's a danger in being mm-hmm. put up on that pedestal yes. that you can't do anything outside of this box. Mm-mm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so that's one of the things that you're pointing out because so when I have my uh, conversations with a colleague of mine, where we do uh, white women's tears, black women, anger, we, we really get into these differences between white and black, what's different for white and black women, for those who identify in that way, because I want to just also say that there are a whole group of other people that we leave out of the conversation, uh, particularly when we define ourselves as only male, female, which the Bible, uh, well, which some people interpret that the Bible does. Let's be clear about that as well. And so I just want, there's so much to acknowledge in this trance that you're talking about. You know, we can't, you know, in terms of Black women, we come out with saying, yeah, I know who I am. I know what I look like. And yes, I am black, bold, and beautiful because we've also had those movements that have taught us to do that. Mm-hmm. But yet and still we deal with internalized stuff as well of about course. what is the standard of beauty. And, but, but there isn't this place in the same, well, I shouldn't say that because in churches, there's this patriarchy that exists because we bought into the trance as well. Some of us, mm-hmm. you know, and as an example, I pastor a church. I can't tell you the number of black women who, when they find out I'm a pastor, they'll say, well, who's your senior pastor? Mm-hmm. Say, I'm the senior pastor mm-hmm. because there has to be someone over me. Right. Yes. So there's the patriarchy that we're dealing with and the racism that exists even within a religious structure. That's right. Is, uh, I mean, really that's my whole next thing, right. To start infusing the ways in which we, we talk about the wounds of religion as it relates to racism, because it's so, so much. So I really appreciate you thinking about who's missing from those stories mm. in religion. That's right. When, when we think about that. And even if we look at the differences in pay, so you got me started here with, with like a differences in pay for women clergy versus male clergy. What you're, what you're doing is you're calling out all of that in your recognition. That's you right. Saying, let's start to look at that trance, the way we're socialized. I love it. So say more, say more, because, you know, you got me going and we could be here. Well, and, and what you're pointing to is what I call the reckoning, right? It's like, now talk about messy, a reckoning is, mm-hmm. is, is looking at all those gaps and, and be, and again, I want to go back to, right. Like, it's like, I start, we start talking about this and the fire starts to come out, right? Because, but what I love about that fire, and here's the great thing about the mess is like, you don't discover the fire until you start getting like into the, the fire of it, the, Mm. you know, like the real kind of the gritty truths that start becoming revealed. And then, and, and what I love about anger and that fired up part of us is that that is a very purifying energy. It gets us real clear, real fast. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and you know what I'm thinking about is as we go back to the beginning of what you said, and basically when we say yes to the mess, we actually can go to that next part of of understanding the greatness of what we can be and do when we understand like, Hey, wait a minute, this is the situation I'm in right now. Now, what am I going to do about it? That's right. How am I going to? So when I hear you and I'm looking at you and you're talking about this fire coming out, I wonder if your life is so uh, like, can you see the, the thriving of your life now in a different way than you could when you had this fantastic business and what you thought was supposed to be the great stuff out here, you know, what's different in the transcendence now for you? Well, so, so it's pure, it's, it's authentic. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to not know the answers I'm willing back then. I wasn't willing to show to show what I thought were these vulnerabilities. I thought Mm -hmm. I had to know, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, that I needed to provide this front in order to be qualified to say something. Mm 
And that is part of the trance too, right? And just to be clear, the trance doesn't go away once you reveal it. What happens is we just get better at noticing when it's got its grip on us. And then we get better and quicker at disrupting it and coming back into that full permission. It's like, I have a right to be messy. Mm -hmm. I have a right to get it wrong. Mm. I have, yeah. Yeah. So then you've, you've explained then the trans piece. So for you, what does it mean to transcend? Because do we ever transcend the issue? Yeah. So, so I think transcendence is, is a real pretty word, right? But I think that it can mean a lot of different things and it does mean a lot of different things. I think that transcendence oftentimes is when we have perspective and we can look back with honesty and compassion right transcendence is also to me transcendence is a very feminine energy in that it it includes it 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 calls it all in it's where everything gets to belong it's where we're no longer separating and saying and othering and it's where we're allowing for the whole experience, the whole messy truth, right? Mm. The, the human mess of our experience and that it's through us that we actually come into our divinity or our sacred intelligence, as you say. Yeah. What I love, 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 love about this is because when um, President Obama became president, people would mm. say, oh, we transcended race. Mm-mm. They simply thought we transcended because we had a person of color in the White House. And what you are saying is transcendence, though, requires that we deal with the messiness and the truth around. That's the transcendence. Don't say, oh, we've put the person in. Yeah. And, you and, like- the, per- and the personal piece, the personal work. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we step over mm-hmm. or we identify with like, everybody around us, right? And what's happening out there, it doesn't mean we've done the work in here. Mm. And this is the work, you know? And, and, you know, again, I go back to the embodiment process for, for my white sisters to come back into our bodies Mm. is, is to have a descent. Mm. And, and again, we've been taught to fear that, you know, we've been taught to, um, you know, like, like it's the unknown, like going, like it's the soul dive. It's to go in and listen to that, to that voice. And as you listen, it actually, it it becomes more easy to detect the Mm. difference between the mind junk, which is the trance and the soul voice, which is the truth. Mm. Monica, that's so rich. It's so rich, but we have to take another quick break. When we come back, I want you to say a little bit more about that, like in terms of how do you see women helping to transform race relations and white women in particular, but you know, all women in general, because I think that's what you're getting to when you're talking about like this self-reflective piece. So we're going to take another quick break, come back and have you to speak on that. We'll be right back. This is the Dismantle Racism Show. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. 
Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We're back with the Dismantle Racism show. My guest today, Monica Rogers, has been talking about saying yes to the mess and really uh, being connected with the divine feminine energy. So, Monica, before the show, I mean, before the break, um, you were talking about going within and looking within in order to think about this idea of transcending uh, racism and to dismantle racism. Talk to me a little bit about. How do you see women helping to transform racism and race relations? And like, what are some steps that folks can take? So I would say that the, the very first step that women can take, you know, again, when it, when it comes to doing that inner work is just, just to actually let our body inform us. Right. So I think our body is always giving us clues Mm. all the time. Um, So many of us, like I said, have, have turned that off, have over override those symptoms. Um, And so it's learning to tune back in and, um, and to really start to be familiar with the uncomfortable sensations and to, and to, just again, get curious and compassionate about what the body's trying to tell us. Mm -hmm. And so that shows up oftentimes, first of all, by getting out of the comfort zone. So I'd say if, if there is a subject about racism that makes you feel uncomfortable, go toward it and get curious. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where, again, I think there's this idea that we have to know more than we know. And what we just have to be willing to do is to say, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to be in an inquiry about what all this means to me mm-hmm. and how this feels in my body. And when I'm feeling unsure or insecure, I'm going to call, call it what it is. I'm going to be transparent about it mm-hmm. and say, wow, I'm noticing I'm noticing that my body feels tight right now. Mm -hmm. We could be in a conversation with another woman and just to actually be transparent in that moment to reveal what's there. Mm -hmm. This, this for me is the revelation project. And I always say, don't be doing anybody else's revelation project. Do your own. I love it. I love it. But, you know, I am thinking about even with the staying in the discomfort. One of the things, if I'm thinking about back to the class is acknowledging that like I'm doing my own work right now. And you're, and you can say that to the group and say, I don't need you to rescue me or take care of me, which is powerful in interracial dialogue. Because one of the things women of color often think is that we have to take care of the other person there, or, or that's what happens, not just because we think it, But that's what happens when we're often in a public setting and a white woman starts to cry. The attention goes to her as opposed to the person of color who's expressing their pain. Right. right. What I love about what you're saying and what I know about you based on just even being in the course, it's like you you don't need to take care of me through it. I'm just dealing with my own stuff. That's right? right. And I'm dealing with the messiness of the situation. So I love that you're saying go within deal with your own stuff, not somebody else's to, to move towards this healing. So what are some other things that you would offer as well? Well, and I I would say that with, when it comes to white women, all women, right. It's, it's this idea of like, there's nothing, nothing to fix. You're not broken. Mm -hmm. Right. It's this idea of like warts and all, Mm -hmm. right. Let's Mm -hmm. be with the truth Mm -hmm. warts and all, you know, and if it's 
ugly, if it's messy, if it's tight, if it's, oh, it's like, it's okay. It all gets to belong here. We don't have to fix anything right now. Mm-hmm. Just be here and stay. Mm. Stay. And yeah. that that gives us again permission. It's like, so, so let the tears come. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what's here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like allowing ourselves to like be with what is in this moment. It's not gonna last forever. Mm-hmm. Not gonna last forever. Let yourself sit in that messy, just snot filled moment. <laughs> yes. And, and don't abandon yourself and be witnessed by other women. Be witnessed without without jumping in to try to fix. Because guess what? That's about your own discomfort mm. and not being able to be with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Monica. Good stuff. I mean, really, is it it. It's a difficult thing to do, but it's a necessary thing to do, right? Yes. Before we go, Monica, because you know time is so short, is what would you say has been different for you since you have become more aware of race and racism, or since you showed up for other people of color? What, what will you say is different for your life? Because why would a person want to dismantle racism from a white perspective? What, how has it been to benefit you? Oh my goodness. I mean, that, that, uh, yeah, I wish we had more time, but you know, if I were to just focus on a few that come right off my heart, it's, well, first of all, it's, it's that true wanting of intimacy, which which to me breaks down into, into me, see, Mm. right? Like, like see me be with me. And when I am complicit, right. When I'm in denial, when I'm, I'm basically like, um, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a form of hiding. It's a form of the trance. And so for me to deeply know and, and get curious about others and be connected in a way that allows us to have that intimacy and that connection from that place, so much is possible and available for, for all of us. And I'm at the point in my life too, where I really recognize that, you know, without even bringing in the fact that we are, this is not working for anybody. This is not working for men. This is not working regardless of color. This system is like enough is enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think that in order for us to really um, make change happen, that's where diversity and understanding all of our differences is what makes us one is what makes us more powerful. And that's where I have developed so much more, so many friendships and so many truer connections and such allyship. And so it's also made me more aware of my, my commitment to being what, what I'll call like a mother tree, Right. I don't know if any of you are familiar with that book, Finding the Mother Tree, but it's this idea of like, as a citizen of the world, right, that as a woman, I, I am nourished by and I nourish, mm-hmm. it is part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And that if, if I am the, the more I can, um, receive from others, the more I'm also able to give. And so that's the other thing. I think the trance keeps us from being able to receive from others. Mm -hmm. And this is where, when, when we can't receive, we can't build off of this foundation of awareness Mm. and Mm. it's the awareness that just creates more space for everybody to belong. I love that. And I love that we're talking about the shared humanity and the belonging, because what happens is we're a power hungry world. And so oftentimes we're really self-absorbed. And so people don't, they feel like they're giving away their power. Like white men might feel like I'm giving away my power to become more in alignment with um, 
femininity to be more in alignment with women and our needs. And also white people and white men in particular might feel I'm giving away my power to be more in alignment with the needs of people of color. But actually, we can really, from a deep humanity place, which is really ultimately what all of this is about, we can thrive more because Mm -hmm. of our relationships. Because when it comes down to the end of us saying goodbye in this lifetime, none of this other stuff will matter. But your relationships and how you serve and how you express love, that's what's going to matter. But Monica, we have run out of time on our show. I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. And I, can you tell our guests how they can uh, be in touch with you and learn more about you? Sure. Thank you so much. This has just been an honor, truly. Um, So guests can connect by going to jointherevelation.com. I'm on you know, really the Instagram and everywhere else as at revelation woman. And, um, if, you know, if you would like a free gift, also going to join the revelation where you can connect with the podcast, but you can also download what I call the women's bill of rights, which is, um, you know, I had alluded to it before, but it's, it's just a reminder that we have the right to be messy and imperfect, mm-hmm. um, you know, and to fire ourselves from a job that's just a job, you know, that we, that we have a right to be fully alive in our bodies, to fully inhabit ourselves. And like I said, to, to be messy and to just stay even when it gets messy. And so that's, that's a great way for women to build off of and maybe look at it and, and then write your own yes. bill, of, bill of rights. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for that, thank Monica. You. And I want to thank my guests today for joining our show. Please stay tuned for the conscious consultant hour with Sam Leibowitz, where he helps you walk through life with the greatest of ease and joy. May today you tap into that sacred part of you that allows you to make choices that manifest your greatness and the greatness of others. Know that we are all one and exist because of one another. There's an interconnectedness. So make it a priority to share love, hope, compassion, and peace today. Be well, be safe, be encouraged. Until next time, bye for now. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? 
I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Empower. 